Duke goes down. They lose in the Elite Eight. Were they overrated? And what does this say about college basketball? Plus, Virginia is now favored in the Final Four. But should they be? As well as 2019 Las Vegas NFL odds are out. And there's some interesting things to say about the Patriots, Cowboys, and Cleveland Browns. As well as in the NBA, is this the worst season of LeBron's career now that it's officially over? All that on the Sports 6 Podcast that starts now. Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Friend, here on a Monday. Plenty to get into college basketball, NFL, a little bit of LeBron. We have plenty to get to, but let's start with the main storyline of yesterday with two and a half minutes on the clock, and that is Duke goes down. They lose to Michigan State in the Elite Eight. And listen, everybody enjoy your moment. Everybody that's not a Duke fan who was rooting against this team, go ahead. Enjoy your moment. Bask in the glory of Duke going down. But they're still the best team in college basketball. They are still the best team in college basketball. And no, they are not overrated. And no, they were not lucky this season or in the tournament. They were good. They were great. And they were and are the best team in basketball. And you say, Nick, how does that make any sense? They're not the champions. They didn't make it to the Final Four. Yes, that in of itself is a failure. It is. I can admit that up front. But the best team in college basketball this season on paper and in reality, is the Duke Blue Devils. A team that beat 10 top 25 teams, including all of the final four teams remaining. A team that clearly had the best player in college basketball. A team that had been the most consistent throughout the season when healthy. Folks, even a camel gets lost in the desert at times. Even a good team can have one bad night. And in March Madness, that's all it is. And yesterday specifically, no one other than Zion was able to step up down the stretch. Which had been the story of this team season in crunch time for large parts of the season. If Zion doesn't step up against UCF, they don't win that game. So it was more the same with what we saw from Duke. But that doesn't make them anything other than the best college basketball team. And now I know what people are waiting for me to address. Nick, you picked on number one seeds. Oh, what a bore. What a... Listen, I was wrong, okay? I was wrong. But my overall thesis of there being less upsets than ever was still right. And the reality is, you know, 0.4% of people predicted this Final Four. So I'll just say that. But the reality is, yeah, uh, Duke was eliminated. It's bad for college basketball because the best team in the nation is no longer in the tournament during the Final Four weekend. There's that. Now, 90 seconds on the clock for Virginia, who obviously made it to the Final Four themselves, and they are the favorites right now, a slight favorite over Michigan State, followed by Texas Tech, and then the long shot Auburn. Listen, Virginia shouldn't be the favorite here. And I'm not afraid to say that. First and foremost, you know, you can go back in the history books on Virginia and figure out why I would not exactly trust them in a big spot, you know, (coughs) losing to a 16 seed for the first time ever. (coughs) Excuse me. Uh, You know, there might be some reasons there. 
But besides that, you know, Michigan State is the most balanced team left in this tournament. They rank fifth in adjusted offense and eighth in defensive efficiency. Rank top 10 in both. They have very good defense. They have very good, well-rounded offense. They just beat LSU in the Sweet 16, who everybody overlooked and underrated and is a very good team. And then they beat the unstoppable in Duke. And what makes me really like this team is how battle-tested they've been. And in March Madness, that matters. You're talking about a team that lost its several best players before the season even started and have dealt with injuries all season long. You're talking about a team that had the whole, you know, drama in the first round, quote-unquote, with Izzo yelling at his players. This is a team that's battled all season. They are going up against, in what my opinion, is a relatively favorable matchup against Texas Tech. I like them. I do. At this point, to me, they should be the favorite. Now, let's throw two minutes on the clock, and let's get to some NFL talk here, specifically with the New England Patriots, who, again, the 2019 Las Vegas odds have come out, and the New England Patriots have the highest win total prediction at 11 wins, which means Las Vegas still views them as the best team in the NFL, and uh, yeah, they are. They are. And listen, there's holes on this team. There are. That defense, there's some holes there that I would be concerned about if I was a Patriots fan. If I'm a Patriots fan, I was, and now I'm even more concerned about this receiving core with Gronk retiring. But here's my thing. Every single year we say the same thing, that there's holes in this team, that they don't appear to be the best team on paper. But guess what? Time and time again, the rest of the NFL does not know how to beat this team and craps their pants when it really matters. So, yes, they are favorites until proven otherwise. And by the way, if you want to mention just stats, there's only one year under the Belichick-Brady era in which they didn't reach double-digit wins, which was their second season ever. Like, let's remember last year's team was a quote-unquote down year for the New England Patriots. And, uh, yeah, they still won the Super Bowl. The NFL does not know how to beat them. Your team, unless you're a Patriots fan, has no idea how to beat this team consistently. They just don't, and that's been proven. And the Patriots have a stranglehold on this league, even with Belichick, who appears to, you know, last year he did some questionable things, I'll just say that. Even Brady, who's an undeniable, slow, but consistent decline, they should be the favorites. They should. They're better than anybody else. And listen, there's teams that's going to compete with them. The Chiefs being the biggest example in the AFC. But yeah, they should be the favorites. Now, two minutes on the clock for the Dallas Cowboys, who their odds came out as well yesterday. And their over-under is set to eight and a half. Okay. Listen, I, I was hoping... This would be, you know, some over-under that I could really get worked up about and really say that this is too ridiculously high. But this isn't. Eight and a half isn't too high. I love what they did this offseason. As I've been saying, as much as it pains me to say, they should be considered serious contenders in the NFC. But 
I don't think that this is too low either. I think this is pretty much right where it should be. Now, I don't think they should be behind the Eagles, which in this over-under they are. But you're talking about a Cowboys team that their history is their history. And I know Cowboys fans every single year, Nick, that was last year. Nick, that was last year. Well, guess what? Every single next year, it turns into an inclusion of the past in your history because you just have what is a losing history. Over the past decade plus, since 2010, you have had more seasons at or below 500 than above. And you're now coming into a season in which, yes, I like a lot of what you've done, but have a brutal schedule. You play the Eagles twice, obviously. You play the Patriots. You play the Bears. You play the Saints. You play the Vikings. You play the Rams. With that type of schedule, I don't usually go into religion, but if Cowboys fans aren't already religious, they might want to get there because I hear you're going to need some praying against teams like that. And listen, I think that type of schedule, if they make the playoffs, will help them in the playoffs. But eight and a half, despite the offseason they've had, in my opinion, is right about where they should be. Now, two minutes on the clock for the Cleveland Browns, who uh, I am now naming and have been naming America's team. Their win total goes up to nine. They were seven and nine last year. And this is not too high. Like, usually I pump the brakes. Like, I pumped the brakes on the San Francisco 49ers last year, and I pumped the brakes on these teams that are kind of hot in the offseason. But I think a projected record of nine and seven might even be a little conservative. They play in the AFC North, where everybody essentially took the word off season, literally, and took the off season off. They play in the also they well they play against the AFC East rather. Who other than the Patriots? Who are you intimidated of? They also play the NFC West this year in their schedule that is shaky and I think possibly overrated. Like the reality is, if Baker Mayfield is what he appears to be after his rookie season then this team's going to reach double-digit wins. The one thing that concerns me is they have enough personalities to challenge the Kardashians. It's unbelievable the amount of personalities they brought into this locker room, and Fred Kitchens, their head coach, is going to have to go into the kitchen and you know stir some things together to hope that the locker room doesn't stir together. Because if this thing goes bad, it can go bad quick, fast, and in a hurry. But I don't think this is the dream team Eagles, the team that won the offseason and then collapsed the season. I don't think this is necessarily your other Cleveland Brown teams. If everything doesn't even pan out as best as it can, they should be a 10-win team. They should. Which, I'll just say it for you. You can send me a drug test because it sounds ludicrous to say. But I, I think they are. I think they're that good. Now let's wrap things up here with two minutes on the clock for LeBron James, who is officially shut down for the rest of this season, as announced by the LA Lakers. And uh, is this his worst season yet of his career? That's the question. And the answer is no. <laughs> no, it is not. First and foremost, I do not believe that at the end of LeBron's career, this is a top five season that we'll remember. I just don't. 
And by the way, even if this was a quote-unquote bad year for LeBron James, I mean, it means he's like a unicorn. Like a unicorn's, you know, rainbow is still sparkly even when it's down. It was just a little less sparkly, and LeBron was a little less sparkly this year. That's all that happened. In my mind, nothing will ever top how bad 2011 was for him. Like, as a LeBron James lover and as a LeBron James go advocate, I don't really have an argument or anything to say back to that 2011 final series against the Mavs. I don't. I just don't. This season? Like, I'm sorry, is it supposed to be the worst of his career when he finally gets a major injury for the first time in his career at the age of 34? And on top of that, I don't believe this season has all been his fault. And in fact, I want to put him first. I think the young guys have failed to step up. They showed they were mentally weak in trade rumors. I'm believing more and more by the day that Luke Walton is not a good head coach, and there's not a whole lot you can point to, at least factually, other than intangibles to prove me otherwise. Like, was this a failure of a season for him and his team? Yes. But let's realize he still averaged 27, 8.5, and and 8 which has been done seven other times in NBA history. Five by Oscar, one by Russell Westbrook, and the one other by, you guessed it, LeBron James. So if this is the worst year of his career, then sign me up for it every single year. On that note, that is the podcast. Earlier today, the Sports Show released, as always, on SportsHit.com and the YouTube channel. Do want to thank people there. I mean... The comments, the support, it has been through the roof. Um, So feel free to go check out the YouTube channel, Sports Nick. Tonight, per usual, Monday night, hold that thought. ICTV.org is the link you can watch it from anywhere live. ICTV.org, 9.30 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time. ICTV.org, you can watch it from anywhere there. And if you're locally in upstate New York, you can watch it on channel 16. Um, So I'll see you on TV tonight. Show, podcast, again tomorrow. We're rolling. It's a busy time. Lots to talk about. Everyone have a good night, and I'll catch you tomorrow.